Trading Nut, episode 192. In those two years, he progressed from being, I'm trading one pound a point. He built it up to five pounds. Then he kind of spontaneously combusted uh, because it was too much too soon. And he went back to one pound and then he built it up to three, five, and so forth. And now two years later, 24 months, approximately 500 trading days with visualization, with reviewing an auditing process and, 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 a mental, and, and a mental framework to practice. He is now trading 100 pounds a point and looking to increase. And you know what? You, you, when you trade 100 pounds a point, you need four points to make 100,000 pounds a year. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today I've got a few things to tell you before we get into part two of the Tom Hugard interview. Now, I've got to say, this is just as good, if not better, than part one. We go into so many different things. You're going to have to listen to this one many times, and please listen to the end because there's just so much gold in here. This and the first episode, and there is actually a part three which i'll be releasing in two weeks time so you're going to get the whole kin caboodle there's about two and a half hours worth of content here uh, so yeah i know you're gonna love this one all right folks and, and i should mention please uh put some comments or questions in the youtube chat for this particular show because tom did promise me that he'd come back on for a third or sorry be a fourth time uh we'll have another call and he'll actually do some charting as well so yeah Put your comments in. If you've got questions for Tom, you want to know certain things, then please chuck them in the YouTube because what I'll do is I'll try and get them back on here in a few months' time and then we'll record another one, get answers to your questions this time. All right? So that's coming up in a second. Before we jump in there, I do want to tell you about something new here at Trading Nut that I've launched just this week. It's called Robot Lab Live. And what I'm doing is I'm... Basically, it's a bit like what I did recently called Algo Funder Mastermind, but it's done over a longer period of time. So we've got a chance to go through the whole build process. So what I'm going to do is tap into the community's mind, a bit like a mastermind, get ideas, thoughts, uh, strategies, everything together. And then we're going to build a trading robot. We're going to build it uh, and we're going to not just build the strategy outright it's going to be iterative it's going to be tweaking uh, you're going to actually get to see me inside fx dreamer software building the robot uh, live right so it's going to be live every week uh, i'm going to be building these things we're going to be testing it you're going to see me testing it we're going to um, be bringing people in to have a chat about things as well so it's going to be a whole lot of fun uh, it's over there on tradingnut.com at the end of it sorry i should say at the end of it you get the robot that we create okay so you get the robot to download to use yourself uh, and even if you join for one month you're going to get that robot uh, at the end of when it, whenever it's been built you're going to get that robot so even if you join for just one month and cancel just want to try it out 
then you will get that bot. Now, uh, I should also mention that, yeah, at the end of it, the goal is to build something that's going to pass a funded trader challenge and even go on and, you know, make some money out of it. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to chuck it onto one of those as well. And you guys are going to get to be able to follow that and see how it goes uh, if you're in that Robot Lab Live membership. Now, um, oh, yeah, and I should say it does give you bonuses as well. So there's a, a super bonus in there. So if you stay a member for a certain length of time, then you get automatically grandfathered or added into the Robot Builders Club uh, and Robot Lab as well. So there's all the information over there on Trading Nut. Go and check it out. There's a link underneath the video here or in the podcast podcast description where you can watch my little video message on that as well. Now, uh, one last thing before we get into this epic, epic interview with Tom. So uh, I interviewed a while ago, not that long ago, I suppose it was a couple of months ago, a few months ago, we interviewed a guy called Kyle, who was a funded trader up to $3.2 million in funding. I've actually got him back on, and I'm recording it tomorrow to talk about the City Traders Imperium Funded Traders World Cup 2022. Uh, We're going to get an update from Kyle as well, so I know that a lot of people had massive amounts of interest in this uh, interview, so hopefully you guys are going to jump on and find out what he's got to say about this cup and get an update from him as well and how things are going. So folks, that's coming up on the show. But for now, let's get on with part two with Tom here. After hundreds of interviews, I've worked out that on average, it takes about five years to become a profitable trader. But what if there's a way you could get there in one? Well, my sponsor, City Traders Imperium, understands that 95% of your battle is down to mindset. So they created a mindset program called Build Your Edge. Within two months, you'll have the skills and knowledge to become consistent enough to help you pass any funded trader program. To find out more, click the link in the description below or the card above. And can I can I ask a bit of detail around that? So like when you're visu- uh, visualizing the chart and taking a loss, are you visualizing the chart in real time or are you speeding it up in your own mind? I am actually trying. It's not, it's not real time at all. Um, I'll, I'll give you an exercise and... The first time I did that exercise, I thought, this is hard. Your name is Cam. C-A-M? C-A-M, yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you should do it now, but imagine you closed your eyes and you took a a speed marker and you drew the letters C-A-M really slow. So my name is Tom Hugart. And so when I need to slow down my mind, I imagine a piece of paper and I actually see myself draw my name and it's one of the best exercises I know to actually decompress and slow the mind down. And so when I visualize, I, 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 I tend to simply just, I, I, I don't want to, I, I, God, I hope this doesn't come across as two, goop, two geeks just talking <laughs> mind talk. But essentially, I take the chart that I have messed up on and I'm, I imagine a different narrative, a different outcome. And I slowly just see it bar by bar. There is, by the way, a charting package that I quite like, Cam, called eSignal. And mm-hmm. eSignal has this function, a playback function. I was told that NinjaTrader has it as well. And there you can do it free of charge. But essentially, you can show one bar at a time and you click a button and they will show you the next bar. Mm. And to me, that's a great tool for actually getting that exposure that you need bar by bar. Yeah, Tra- Trading View has it as well. Yeah, Trading View has that replay mode as well, which you can uh, which you can do. 
Okay, so you get a lot of traders coming through your DMs on on Telegram and um, wanting help. I mean, what would be the first thing you'd get them to focus on? If not be, if not, if it wasn't their visualization, what would be the second thing? So the story I'm about to write uh, was a gentleman called Pete. He uh, contacted me, and I've known Pete for quite a few years, and. I know that he has, um, he's self-employed and he trades a pitiful amount per point. And I, and I knew that he's the kind of guy that had the mental um, tools or he had the, he had the abilities to trade a hundred pounds a point, but he was trading up one pound a point. And he said, I, I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't seem to be progressing. I know I'm capable of much more, and my chart analysis is brilliant. Why am I trading a pound a point? You know, I'm, it's almost an insult when I make 50 points. I made 50 quid, but I should be making not 50 pounds. I should have been making 500 pounds or 5,000 pounds. And, and, and this is what I told him, and this is what I will tell you, and this is what I tell everyone else. I say, okay, Pete, what you need to do is, first of all, we, we need to stop trading. Because, you know, more of the same is just going to produce more of the same. So we need, to, we need to hit the brakes and review. We need to create an audit of what's going on. So that audit starts with, why are you scared in the first place? What is causing you the, 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 the anxiety? And say, so, okay, well, the anxiety was in part that he had a wife and he had two children, two young children. And he was scared that eventually he would have to go back to working for someone else. So there was some, I wouldn't say unresolved issues, because he was clearly mindful that, that, that being, uh, being scared when he was trading was causing him to not trade from an optimal point of view. And I think that's a, that's a fair assessment for many people, including myself, uh, 12 years ago is that when you made that step to becoming self-employed, you don't really want to go back and working for someone else. But on the flip side, you, you, you want to make money from trading, but you don't want to be irrational and you don't want to say, blow your chart. So I said to him, okay, let's, let's look at your performance. Let's take your trades and let's visualize them as in, not up here, but on a piece of paper. What do they look like? Because most people, they'll just have a piece of software and they'll sort of plot in their trades. But what I need is, I need a, I haven't got a piece of paper here, but I need a physical paper where I relive these trades. And I, and I said to him, okay, what would happen? We looked over some of his trades and I said, what would happen instead of you taking profit where you have no reason is that you actually move a stop loss to break even and then you add to it? And so we started that process of saying, well, I'm beginning to add to my trades. And, I, and there's a really crucial element of my trading is adding to it. And I'd like to explain to you why. You see, to me, adding is not just the act of, 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 of pressuring a, the, the side of the trade when you're right. It is an antidote. It's, an, it's a thinking antidote to doing the very thing that you, your mind doesn't gravitate towards. So um, adding to a trade 
is the perfect antidote to you wanting to take part profit. You're taking part profits, flip the switch and going, maybe I should add to my position instead. And so Pete and I, we went through this and I, I asked him to spend some quality time alone. I, I, I specifically, I said to him, and, and this is not for everybody, I said, all right, you have a couple of kids, so you need to find a quiet part of the house and you need to close the door, turn the light off and sit down on the chair or lie on the bed or whatever you do. Don't fall asleep. And you just imagine doing the right thing. You just close your eyes and say, okay, there's the trade I did today. Oh my God, I'm adding to it. Okay, I, I, I feel that sensation. Right. Oh, oh, there's a red bar here going against me. How do I feel about that? Do I panic? Stay calm. There will always be countless bars. There will always be. I'm adding to it. I'm adding to it. Wow, this is turning into a trend day. I remind myself that out of 100 trading days, 20 of them are trend days where we close at the high of the day or the low of the day. And I'm writing this. I'm moving my stop loss up. I'm feeling it. And this is why I asked, um, I asked Pete to do this as I do myself. Because I am arguing that when I look at all my trading days, I am a fairly consistent, but then I have these blow-up days where instead of making 10,000 or 20,000, all of a sudden, whoa, I just pulled, I pulled in 180,000 pounds in a, in a one sitting because I added and added and added. Those days are the days that will entirely shift the, your entire framework mm. the moment you experience that. But the truth is, Cam, that every single one of us will watch that five-minute bar and the next five-minute bar. It's not the market's not going to come and announce, today's a trend day, you better jump on board. You have to live it bar by bar by bar. And I put an overt amount of focus in Pete's training, saying you have to stop thinking where we're going to end up and just start thinking of where are we right now? Where are we right now? Where are we right now? Because when... Um, and, and, and I, I, what I like to do is when I explain this and I teach this, I should really run seminars. I can hear that. <laughs> but, but I don't want to because I want to trade. But when you, I like to draw uh, parables or, or metaphors from other aspects of life. So, for example, um, maybe when you're a family man, you, you don't do this anymore. But in your younger days, did you ever get on your motorbike, on your car, and you drove really fast? Like, <sighs> very fast no because I, I or have I you ever parachuted I, no. or have you ever done anything where you're you could really feel your heartbeat oh yeah 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 i can't yeah. think of anything okay. i can't think of what it was but i'm okay, pretty well, sure, I'm done sure it. you've done something <laughs> have, you, have you bungee jumped i'm not even bungee jumped no i'm not bungee jumped i'm grasping a bit here, know, there must have I been know. something I, in there your must life be okay i'm suddenly okay i have another one now. you remember you remember at the disco you remember you had the discotheque and you saw a really beautiful lady and you walked over and you asked her for a dance or asked if you could buy her a drink. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. at least I did that. When, as, <laughs> as you walked over to ask her out, did you think, did I leave the kettle on? Is the oven still on? I wonder what my boss is going to say tomorrow. No, because you're so engrossed mm. in that moment that there's nothing else in the world but that moment where you're walking across that dance floor and she has been eyeing you so you know you're a little bit in there. You might actually, it might, it might be 
you might be well received, but you still have to pluck up a bit of courage. Maybe you just had a shot of, of whiskey before you walked over there or big, big breath or whatever it took. But you weren't thinking about anything else in that moment. Mm. That's the power of being right here, right now. There is nothing else in the world but you and this girl or me and this child. And that is the most beautiful place you can be in whatever endeavor, being writing a book or meditating or asking your favorite girl out for a meal or, or just playing with your children. The children are such beautiful examples of, of, of encapsulating the power of being right here, right now. But, you know, most people, they, they will have this kind of, oh, I'm just going to check. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, that silence that comes from focused attention is something that is far between in most people's lives. And that's what I cultivate when I trade. It's just right here, right now. The yeah. difference between you and I is us and, say, sports people, say, a Kobe Bryant playing for the L.A. Lakers. He's got the crowd and, 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 and the team sport. You and I, we just got the silence of that screen looking at us and that requires much more discipline mm -hmm. than you can possibly imagine that's why i cultivate so much time on the process of what i bring to the game that isn't technical analysis you know we are not losing traders because we don't know enough te about technical analysis we're genuinely not we're losing traders because we are not capable of adding to winning trades we're losing traders because we are simply hoping that that losing trade is going to turn around that's why we lose. Mm, mm. And the, when the moment you begin and you, you, and, you and, and then as Steve Ward said on that stage, if you think that trading is, is 80% or 90% mental, why are you not spending 80 or 90% of your time focusing on the mental side? Once you've acquired the, the necessary skill set and you, you know, you can buy a trading for dummies and you will have enough technical analysis to make money. Yeah. People lose because they are mentally in, inept at handling the the losing situation yeah. and that's why the book is called best loser wins yeah I, i'm sort of contemplating here i think i need to do more exciting things in my life to uh, to, to be able to answer those sort of questions coming up on the show um, sorry but what i what i, I didn't do, mean to i didn't mean to put you on the spot oh, no, i'm here. just like I, thinking oh man it, have it, i done anything <laughs> i live in the bungee jumping capital of the world and i've not gone for a bungee jump um hey look i'm sure you have <laughs> i'm sure you have you're just a modest human being <laughs> You're doing a great job yeah. here. Um, but, but let me ask you a question. Yeah. Because, you know, you're sat there and you're doing these fantastic podcasts. How much time do you spend on mental preparation on any given trading day? I would say, well, not enough, probably. I would say, if I, well, I spend three hours, two, three hours in front of a chart. So for that, I would spend maybe 20 minutes, 10, 20 minutes, mental preparation. That's There's a big difference between 10 and 20. One well, is double yeah. up from the other. Yeah, so, so I must suppose, um, yeah, it, it's, it varies because I mean, it's usually in the evening for me. So it's so I've got to reset my day because I don't work the best in the evening, right? So my I know I'm already off, off kilter, so I've got to try and reset myself and I'll have a cold shower, I'll have a hot bath, I'll pretend that I'm starting up the day again. 
and get myself set. I'll even have a sleep in the afternoon if, if it comes down to it. Um, so that's how I do it. So yeah, 20 minutes is when I have a sleep, 10 minutes when I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... Uh, sorry, I, I'm going to start that. If you want to uh, see some real measurable improvement in your trading, uh, you you might want to set aside some real dedicated time where you imagine yourself mm. riding a trend bar by bar. Yeah. Um, and that's what I asked Pete to do. And then he came back. It took him two years. And those two years, he progressed from being, I'm trading one pound a point. He built it up to five pounds. Then he kind of spontaneously combusted <laughs> because it was too much too soon. And he went back to one pound. And then he built it up to three, five, and so forth. And now two years later, 24 months, approximately 500 trading days with visualization, with reviewing an auditing process and, 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 a mental, and, and a mental framework to practice. He is now trading 100 pounds a point and looking to increase. And you know what? You, you, when you trade 100 pounds a point, you need four points to make 100,000 pounds a year. And by then, you've already quadrupled the average earning. And so people go to university and take long degrees because of, for the love of their vocation. I'm arguing here that we come into trading and we are being told that we should focus on technical analysis. And no one tells us, oh, you should really focus on the mental aspect of it. Because it sounds a bit airy-fairy, it's a bit hippie. I mean, no one would probably take me serious if I had long hair, you know? So, <laughs> oh, man, he's just a bloody Danish hippie. But, but, the, but the reality is, no, I don't have long hair. I don't have any hair. And I spend an overt amount of time on the mental side. And I do so because the very people I trained 10 years ago started implementing that in their trading. And the broker they traded with went, hang on here. What's going on with that segment of our, of, our, of our clients? Why are they so much better than all the other clients? So if you don't, if you don't believe me, then believe them. Mm. Because I created the narrative. I created their framework. But the, it showed up in their action with the broker. And the broker went, wow. And, and Andrew Edwards' last words when I left the office, you should really write a book about this. It took me eight years to write, but but still, yeah. Well, I mean, I think got like because what what ha tends to happen with these kind of interviews and like people who've come on in the past is people listen to this and go, "This is great," you know. But yeah, but like your Tony Tony Robbins example, where like they come away from the interview going, "This is great." Oh, this guy's giving me the answers. And rah, then, rah. Yeah, exactly. And then they do not implement it. I mean, what what would you say or? Like, what can you share with us today to get somebody to think this is something I have to do? I must implement this now. I must stop what I'm doing. This should be something I, I have. And how do I even identify that this is the problem that I've got? You know, is there something you can share with us today that will get people who are not going to act to act? Yeah. Okay. Why don't we take something that is a huge problem in the world? Uh, uh, obesity and, and, and dieting. Instead of trying to uh, 
figure out whether you want the kale diet or the cabbage diet or the keto diet or the paleo diet or the 2080 diet or the 5-8 diet or whatever they call. Why don't you spend some quality time just reviewing what you're eating? Just with no pressure, write down what you eat throughout a week. And then go, okay, all right. So uh, I eat this, that's good. I, I eat this, that's not so good. And then uh, the same that I did with, with drinking and smoking. Okay, okay. Oh, what is it that this is? We're, see, we're eating the chocolate. We're reaching out for the chocolate and the, for a reason. Okay, well, so how can I fulfill those reasons whilst not compromising what it is I want to do? So right now, I, uh, uh, I, I'm in the midst of a, I don't eat sugar anymore. And it, believe me, I think a sugar addiction is probably one of the worst addictions I've ever come across. I think it was a lot easier to stop smoking and stop drinking than to stop eating sugar. Sugar, not sugar in the, you know, natural sugars in a piece of fruit, et cetera, but the, the, the chocolate, the candy, the, the, the sodas, et cetera. And the, the way that I do this is I, I analyze my behavior and I almost, I build myself up mentally in advance. So I spend a, a, maybe some people would even say a disproportionate amount of time mentally preparing myself for that moment where I go, now this is real. And during that time, I imagine myself in all these situations, how am I going to deal with it? And I read material that enables me to understand the addiction uh, much, much better. We can also take a Take a, a, another something. Many people suffer from uh, addiction to pornography because the, 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 the pornographic images are tremendously gratifying for our minds. And when we see a big pair of tits, etc. And, and hey, I'm sorry if I'm, don't, you know, I sometimes I get accused of being a little bit too blunt about the human condition, but I, I know what my mind is like. And I know that my mind is the, is the process of, of an evolution that has taken place over thousands and thousands of years and when i see a pair of tits you know i'm i'm meant to get an erection because hey that's how we kept the the human species alive but now i don't have that and now i don't have that pair of tits breasts sorry lady i don't have that pair of breasts um once every three months when i meet a lady out there in the savannah now i have it on tap on my phone etc whatever it may be so i need to imagine well what is it Where's my ideal state? Well, I want to not consume my <laughs> on this. I want I, that was not a particularly productive thirty minutes. I just wasted <laughs> on a on a pair of, of, of large. So what? We are skating on thin ice here. I know <laughs> yeah. that, but I also feel explicit, I also feel that we, <laughs> I know, but I feel that we need to be truly honest with ourselves. But not just being honest with ourselves, but also have compassion and understanding for ourselves and saying, well, I'm eating the chocolate because perhaps I'm satisfying a, a need because fundamentally I'm lonely or I need human interaction or I need to clean up my gut or whatever it may be. And only through knowledge and preparation. And then from, from my point of view, building up to that point where I say, this is where I stop. So you don't make a New Year's resolution on the 30th of, of December going, you know, I'm going to stop smoking, but you actually prepare yourself for all the eventualities. And then by doing so, you significantly increase the odds of success. And so bringing it back from pornography and overeating and, and all of these things, well, 
here's the here's the thing cam is that we have a mind and the mind has uh, will be stimulated by certain things and the i call it the dopamine addiction and what we really need to do is we need to quieten down this mind so we don't create these dopamine impulses <clears throat> and the way i do that is by reenacting the scenes over and over in my mind so that when i actually come to the real thing i don't have the same um uh, stimuli um uh, response because i've been through it so many before and this all boils back to the uh the elite soldier training that they are through constant exposure to the the, the situation that would normally elicit a fair response is second nature mm. does that make sense yeah, that makes sense, yeah. whatever yeah. it may be in life but do you also understand that if you do that you have separated yourself from the rest of the population because the vast majority of the population are not prepared to do the work mm. and what we are doing here you doing what you do and me being here is we are attempting to create an appetizing situation whereby the argument the narrative we're creating becomes so compelling that at least we'll drag a few people over on our side and mm. we're beginning to see the world with a different set of eyes and and can you I know that the I know the technical analysis podcast will always win over <laughs> us talking about the mind know. analysis I, I, but I, I think but this you one know will what? do well I I did a I did a, a podcast with CMC markets um just before covid and they called me about three months ago and they told me that that was the first video that they had produced that had more than a million views and that was purely about psychology right. so i do think that people are coming around to seeing trading in a different light rather than just trend lines and indicators and so forth yeah and i think it's it depends on the phase of like where you are in the journey if you're right at the beginning then maybe you do need a bit of technical analysis yes. but you, you once Absolutely. you've got you're right. that yeah once you've got that you will be here and you will be listening to this and going i've got to act i've got to act on this yeah. and, I've, and as with as what i will be doing as soon as we've well, maybe not right as soon as we finish this but definitely this week i'll be starting this complete visualization kind of approach. Um, now, I want to ask you a sort of question here, which is slightly off off where we're at, but around the... So you mentioned before you got 15,000 people on your Telegram, you trade in front of them daily, they give you the accountability. What if you didn't have that? Do you think you would be... I can see something flying around your screen there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Go away. Is that another fly? Uh, but, um, what, what if you didn't have that? Do you think that that's contributed to your success in a way or your consistency yeah. and where, what do you where do you think you would be if you didn't have that i'm not i'm not recommending people start a telegram channel yeah. because you also get a fair amount of abuse and i have so many scammers i'm dealing with and people that are abusing my name yeah. Yeah. um a telegram channel i would uh, um i would still go through the same process and i would probably have a i would find say someone like you and who is a serious trader and who, who wants to progress. See, it doesn't matter where you are right now. It's just about, well, I want to get better because I love the process of it. I would find a, a, an accountability mate, uh, someone who shared my vision, and we would be accountable with each other. And we would, we would, we would create a dialogue. We're saying, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And I have that myself. I have a friend of mine 
He is just. There's two things about him that are outstanding. One, he can take a 10,000 pound account and turn it into a 100,000 pound account in two days. He is just, I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. It is as if the man has been stripped of all fear. Right. And even I will have degrees of fear. I'm going to go, okay, I think that's enough for today. That's like, I just made a year's yeah. income in, in one day. <laughs> but the, the problem that he has is that as fearless as he is, he's also reckless. And I'm saying to him, and one of the, the things that I'm contributing to him is saying, hey, have you ever, we have been doing this for five years now, and the pattern is always the same. You win big, and the day after, you lose. And the work I have done on the mind suggests that you are chemically still high as a kite when you come into the next trading day. So what I urge you to do is when you have these big wins, stop trading for a day and see if that doesn't wash your mind clean of all the chemicals that your mind has produced from this enormous win. But, but he's, as so far, as of this writing, I cannot get him to stop trading the day after. He, he wants to, but then he sees something and he's like, oh, I got I to gotta do it. And so he's not right there yet, but that doesn't mean he's not trying. Mm. And, and then I respect that. And all I can do is to be supportive about it. You don't, you don't demonize someone. You don't antagonize someone. You just say, okay, well, listen, let's, let's, let's try again. Let's try again. Keep trying. Mm. Yeah. Because the, the, the tr trying and, 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 and not succeeding is still success, but trying and, and then giving up, and that's failure. Failure, is, stopping is permanent, but going back to it, well, you're, you're still working through the process. And we are all on different journeys. Uh, I became a parent late in life. I'm wondering why didn't I do it much earlier when it was so great. And, and but then I focused on career. We're all living different journeys with different narratives. But successful people, and I'm a very successful trader. And what I have done is very unique compared to what so many other people are doing. And most people, they proverbially put the, the cart before the horse. They think it's all about the charts, all about the technical analysis. I'm saying, no, take a step back, because actually you need to focus a lot more on what you are bringing to the game, mm. as opposed to just being able to read a five-minute chart. Now, um, we're, we're struggling to get through these questions here because I've got a, a bunch more, but I think we've, we will get through a lot we more. We can always do a part two. We, we, we could. I think this is going to be a two-part one anyway, but um, I'm going to ask a question about your trading here. So this is getting into sort of how you trade, which we sort of yeah. touched on a bit anyway. But in terms of like capital and being undercapitalized, I mean, what's your sort of view on that? And like, you know, you, you're having, you know, these multi-six-figure days, um, how do you how did you get there from losing all your capital at one point and and having to start again? I mean, what just it's really sort of you know how does somebody trade like you guys you know trading one one pound a point? How do they get upwards and grow that account or increase their capital and that sort of thing? You can come out. There's going to be a bit of background noise now. That's okay. fine. Um, I think that's a really good question, Cam, because um, the reason why I'm on holiday at the moment was because I. Uh, um, I promised myself that I would take a little bit of time away from trading. And then I went back into the screen and I lost 120,000 pounds in a day. 
Now, considering that's four, five years salary for the, for the average earner, I'm thinking, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I decided, no, I'm going to shut down and I'm going to take my family away from the situation. Say that I had blown up my account. The first thing I would do is I would review my performance. That's what I would do. And I would recommend that to anybody is review what the hell went wrong and try and relive the situation over and over. So if I blew up, blown up an account, I've done that on many occasions over the years, small accounts, 10,000 pound accounts, 2,000 pound accounts. What I did, what I didn't do back then was I didn't relive it. Instead of going, oh, I got a bit unlucky. So I was almost projecting the, the I was projecting the outcome as, well, it's not my fault. And, and then I read a, a book by Jolo, Jocko Willings, and he said it's, it's called Extreme Ownership. And essentially, it's all about, hey, whatever happens in your life, you are exactly where you are, and it's no one else's fault but your fault. That's extreme ownership. And, and that already started about 12 years ago, but it has only been compounded through uh, constant exposure. It's con- continuously reviewing where am I right this very moment in time and how did I get there and I don't think people do that Cam I generally don't think that people actually well why am I 20 pounds overweight well it's probably because you have pretty poor food choices well, why, well, why, am, why am I not as energetic why is my muscle count mass decreasing well because I'm not working out, I'm not lifting enough weight well I'm in my 50s now so the, the physiology is beginning to change as well I can't concentrate as much as I can well what can I do with what I got right now so you know the advice I would give to a 20 year old would be very different to the advice that I would give to a 50 year old and so say that you put a 20 year old in front of me the first thing I would say is I would I would say well listen I would read these books about technical analysis I would I would pick I wouldn't go to one of those weekend seminars with some of these charlatans that are charging thousands and thousands I would invest a hundred dollars in some Al Brooks books, because then you're going to get some real hardcore price action training. And then every single night, did you know that for the last 20 years, every single night I have printed out the chart for the day on a five minute chart. And then I've sat with a pencil and a, and, and, and a rubber and I've been ra- making notes. So when I go in and I, I read a price chart, I go, right, okay. I am so adept at reading price charts through overexposure for the last 20 years, but that doesn't make you a good trader. That's the key point of this podcast here is that although I am an absolute outstanding technical analyst, I wasn't an outstanding trader because I wasn't able to bridge the knowledge with the will to act. Do you understand that? You can have knowledge, but you don't have the will to act on the knowledge. And if you don't have the will to act, then knowledge from from my point of view is worthless. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that that and that is a. It's took take me a while to understand that what that will to act actually means, and I only just it only just occurred to me last week or the week before last what it actually means. And because I I I was like, well, I don't get it. I don't. Can you explain to people who don't who are thinking what is he even talking about? Can you explain what the will to act means? Yes, of course I can. First thing you do is you uh, you, you YouTube Batman Begins. And then you'll see Christian Bale and, and Liam Neeson battling it out on a, on a frozen lake. And they're fighting, and, and, and Christian Bale, Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, 
uh, is making all these excuses while he while he's succumbing to fear and saying, "Well, my parents got killed," and 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 basically uh, Liam Neeson, I can't actually remember what his uh, Raj Gouge, I think it is. He's basically saying, "This is rubbish. This is a fear that's all based in your mind, and you got to get rid of that fear." And the way you do that is focus on a process. And the process has to lead to the will to act. You can't just read about the chart. You have to actually also act on it. And you have to realize that to become a good trader, you actually have to be able to do what very few people are able to do. And that is to take losses like that they don't even, they don't even matter to you. Like next trade, because the fact of the matter is that someone who is as profitable as I am, it's probably only right 55 to 60% of the time. So I don't have one of those 90% hit ratios. And, 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 and it's ludicrous when I read people write about me out in the world thinking, oh, Tom Hugo, man, he's a great trader. He's got a 90% hit rate. No, I don't. I, I have a hit rate that is barely possible 50%. And you know what? The, the, the turtle traders, you know that experiment on yeah, Wall Street yeah, yeah. in the 80s? They had hit rates of 20 to 25%, and they still made millions and millions. So hit rate is not equivalent to being a profitable trader. It is the size of the gains you make when you make. And that is where the, the mind is our enemy. And so actually, we should spend time with getting to know technical analysis. But once that is done, get away, you when one can you see it yep. he's circulating now it's a big fly a big or a big bee or whatever it is <laughs> hopefully it's not a bee it's, 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 it is it is a bee oh and they'll sting you and yeah, sting you yeah. um it, it, so the, the focus is first we learn the charts and that can take some time as well but it shouldn't take that long but once we've done that then we just need to revisit how does my mind fit into what it is i'm trying to achieve and the way that I would recommend Pete, who I've spoken about, is that we constantly imagine ourselves in losing trades and we take the loss. And we feel that emotional charge and we learn to deal with that. We learn to, we learn to deal with the cortisol, we learn to deal with the, the, the nephrine that is released whenever we experience excitement or, or pain. Because if we keep re, re, replaying it in our mind, then it becomes second nature just to take the losses. Mm. And, and, and let me just hear in, in, in the closing minutes to say, just if this has come across as a little bit too airy-fairy, let me, let, me, let me put something to you. Uh, the, 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 the different story is you keep doing what you've been doing and what everyone else has been doing to the end of time. But you will never change anything unless you begin to focus uh, my argument here is and and to these days the person you're seeing right now spends more time on mental preparation than actual chart analysis that should tell you something and to anyone who doesn't believe me you come into the telegram channel and then observe me trade live because it, everything is live. Everything is time stamped. It's not like, it's not after the fact, you know, these guys that go on YouTube, well, and then I bought up here and you know, look how great I am. Bollocks to that. Show me a trader that does this in real time. And those are the people you can truly learn from. And, and, my, and my argument here, Cam, is that 
I am where I am because I've changed the whole concept on its head. I don't spend much time on technical analysis anymore. I spend the majority of my time on mental preparation. And so when you see me, oh, they're kicking about now. So when you see me in Telegram and in the morning, and I know it will be late in the, in the day for you, you'll be faced with someone who has spent the last hour, hour and a half, just meditating, going over old trades, uh, mentally preparing for the trading day, so that when the circumstances present themselves, I am ready, mm. and I will make the most of whatever the market will give me. Hey, look. Do you know what? Hey, can I tell you a story? Uh, do you know what the trades I'm most proud of? The trades I'm most proud of is when I have been trading, and the first trade is a losing trade, and then I f say I've been bought the market. I say I bought the market, and the market then went maybe a little bit in my favor, and then quickly turned around. The trades I'm most proud of are the trades where I take my loss and flip and go the other way. And then I press the winners. So that first trade maybe lost me 5,000 pounds. And now I turn and I'm going short. And now I'm seeing I'm plus 5,000. And I, instead of just sort of squaring the board some battery equilibrium, I'm now adding to my winning trade. Those trades I look back at and go, well done. You did the right thing here. You were under pressure or you didn't succumb to it because you've seen this so many times before. And that process is entire, and not many people can flip from being long to being short on a dime. And I can, and that is purely mental preparation that, that enables me to do that. And, and, is your and I'm not doing it out of greed. Yeah. I'm not doing it out of, of a desire to get even or I'm angry with the market. I'm just I'm doing the right thing and yeah. focus on the process. So, so you're seeing that your bias for the day is flipped it's changed and there's obviously is there some is there a technical reason around that, that that you've identified and gone okay i was wrong with that which therefore means like you know the process tells me that i should now be shorting the market versus intuition is that, okay cool so it's not just guns yeah, that no. i'm going to short yeah, oh, it, yeah it is and, and 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 everything that i do will have a technical reason and yeah. and unfortunately if if i had one wish about my telegram channel it would be then that I could spend more time on explaining why I'm doing what I'm doing. But oftentimes, I think that's quite true because when I come back from this holiday, I am changing the way that I operate the Telegram channel so that I can actually explain in real time through an audio feed ah, yeah, what I'm doing. Absolutely. I think many people will benefit from that um, so that you can see the chart and then you can hear me explain what it is I'm doing. I think that's the one thing that's been missing in the last three years. But you have to understand that this was never a commercial project. This was a love project that started with 10 traders. And we were just chatting and deciding, hey, we would like to see you. We'd like to see you trade, Tom. I said, yeah, that would be a great idea. Let's do that. And then some more people joined, go, hey, I'd like to see you trade as well. And then 10 became 20. And then it became, I don't even understand how it became to 15,000. But here we are. And may it long continue because I feel that I'm contributing something of value to people. I'm not charging for it. It's not a commercial project. And it never will be a commercial project because I need to be able to step back when I don't feel it. And I feel that if you start charging people, then you're also committing to being there. And I can't have that. I have to trade from a, from a point of view going, I feel like it. I want to do it. And, and, and that, that's when you're going to get the best out of me. Now, now I, I'm I know sorry about a bit of background noise. I, I can't keep the. the that's we, we're we're about sixteen people here, friends, and oh, they're awesome. like, "Are you going to be finished with this <laughs> webcast, so we can get out in the pool?" It's 
boiling inside. Yeah. That's all good. They, uh, we can't really hear them. Um, now, I've, I'll ask you three more questions because I know we've been on the call for two hours and it's, it's, it's cracking on and you've got a great day. This Is that so, how long we've been yeah, on? Yeah, it's been cool. almost two hours. So. <laughs> um <laughs> Now, I'll ask you three more questions because I, I don't want to hold up your holiday. And this has been awesome so far. So um, first one is, Thank you. so when you, so you, you've got a paranoia about like getting out of a trade too early, yet you'll have some, you know, quite, you, you hold times which are quite short and you do get out of trades early. Uh, also, you'll be able to let them run as well. So that almost seems like an oxymoron in itself. Like how do you let them run yet get out of them short, uh, quickly and for little profit? Is that from a, more of a, the process tells me this is a time to get out, even though I can't let this one run? Or is it more intuition? I think a lot of it is intuition. When you've been staring at every single five-minute chart for the last 10 years, you, you begin to get a sensation. What you have to understand, Cam, is that trading is nothing more than trying to think what are the other people going to think just a few seconds before they're thinking it. I, I always I always tell people I, I don't think I don't spend time on, on on wondering what the market will do. I'm spending time wondering what other people will thinking about the market. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, subtle yeah. little yeah. difference here. Yep. But, 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 so I, I've turned again. I've turned on his head. I'm thinking. I wonder what people are thinking at the moment. What are they thinking about Bitcoin? Do they think Bitcoin is going to go through twenty five thousand, or are they using it? I'm not thinking. What do I think about Bitcoin? What's the rationale for Bitcoin? What's the do I think it's a good investment or a trade, or do should I short the FTSE here, or should I be long the DAX? I'm thinking. I wonder what everyone else is thinking, and I think that comes from a long exposure. But your question is really interesting, and I'll tell you why it's interesting, because I know that. Um, sorry, I just killed an animal on, on air. <laughs> Very apologetic about that. Was it a fly, was it? I, I think... Okay, sorry. You may have to edit that out. Oh, um, I, uh, uh, sorry, I kind of lost that. Yeah, so it was... Uh, how, do you, how do you, like, let winners run? Okay, yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. I got it, I got it. Um, I, I am acutely aware of the statistics of trading. And so I know that one day on average a week, 20% of all trading days will have what I call the typical profile of a trend day. A trend day is where the, the top of the day is the beginning of the day. And then you basically trend lower all day, or for you more probably that way. Or it could be vice versa. The low of the day is the beginning of the day. Larry Presavento wrote a good book about it called The Opening Price Principle. And I've identified five uh, key characteristics of trend days. If you want me to go through them, uh, I think we should do it in the next, uh, in our next, um, so we can do, we can do another um, uh, podcast and then we can do sort of more technical analysis. Yeah, chatting, focused. Yeah. So, so I've identified these five characteristics and they're most often to do with the, the, the whether that's a gap in the market, there's no gap in the market. And I, and, and I know that if one of these five key characteristics is not present, then it's more likely to going to be a trend day, sorry, a trading range day. And therefore, I will, I will trade differently according to whether I believe that it's going to be a trend day or just a trading range day. It could still make big moves, but it's still eventually a trading range. And, and so what I'm, what I'm attempting to, to do is to, as early as possible, to, in my mind, decide, am I going for the big one today or am I just going to try and make my bread and butter for the day? And I, I believe that 
lots of that is a intuition, but it's based intuition on the statistics that I've created around the, the framework of the, of the five things that I usually see with trend days. Does that? That was probably the worst yeah. answer I've ever given. I'm really sorry about that. I, it does that's make the sense. point where I, I probably need to have a little bit of. of yeah. I, now I actually do need some charts to, yeah. to show you what I mean by that. Yeah, I, I think I, I sort of get it. Yeah, yeah you're dividing your days up and and uh, working out which way you're going to uh, tackle the day. Now, um, yeah. next question is: uh, So you've had some big losing days, like not that many, but you've had some, um, and you managed yeah. to turn around and perform the next day, right? Uh, or the next uh, two days later, you'll perform and you'll have a good day. Uh, also, on the flip side, you've had some really big days, and the next day you're able to jump in the market again without the ego of that prior day. How do you reset to be able to do the what you mentioned in the book, the Tiger Woods thing of not <laughs> thinking about the last <laughs> shot? You know, did you know that uh, at City Index, when I worked there, we had created statistics on when people had their their worst days and they always came after their biggest wins it created a cocktail of euphoria in their brains and that spilled over the next day and when they were then uh, trying to push the agenda that they thought would happen they were simply incapable of getting out of their own way and they, it, the hallmark was always they would take a position. They were now flush with capital and the position was losing them. So they would double up or they would add to the losing position. Have you ever seen me add to a losing position? I, I know you do in the odd occasion. Maybe one out of 100 trades, I will say, let's say I bought at 40 and the market then went down to 20 and then climbs back to 40. I could be tempted to buy again at 39. So technically, yeah, I would have yeah, yeah. added to a losing trade. Yeah. But in my mind, I never, ever add to a losing trade. But I always add to winning trades. And I think right there is the difference between me and so many else. How many people do you know? How many people of your, the people you have invited to your podcast say, I religiously add to my winning trades? Because in my book, I don't see any of the gurus, any of the charlatans, any of them ever. They have enormous stop losses and they also trade with target. Do you ever see me trade with targets? Never. I would never trade with a target because that would completely circumvent mm. the narrative I created for myself, which is I'm going to see what the market will give me. And if I, I don't work with 1x or 2x or 3x, which is one of the things you started mentioning, and I'm not going to, you know, you do what you do and you do what feels right to you but i would never trade with a target i would never go in i'm gonna buy the dax at 40 and i stop loss at 20 and i'll get out at 60 or, or 80 because now i made two eggs because i tell you this and i'll create i'll create a scenario and then you see how you feel about it say you bought the dax at 40 you have a stop loss at 20 and you want to get out at 80 because you risk 20 to make 40 mm. sounds good on paper yeah say you got out at 80 and the market went 90, evens, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. How would you feel then? Yeah, not Would you good. still be happy with your 40? Yeah, not good. I mean, I no. Three weeks ago, no. After the three weeks, I'm feeling more, I'm feeling more at ease with it. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. For years and years, I hated that, despised it. Yeah. 
And I would rather buy at 40 and see it go up to 80, put my stop loss at break even, and then see it go all the way down to 40 and get stopped out for nothing, that I would want to take my profit at 80 and then see it going to evens and, and beyond. That pain of seeing a market run away when I'm not on board is worse than being stopped out. And it's all about how I deal with pain. Yeah, yeah. So if I get stopped out, I'm going to go. But if I'm not on board, that's painful. And I can't do that. I cannot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a balance. Well, what, yeah. what is worse? It, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm trying to think. And that was, it, a real, that was a real light bulb for me. And it was actually the, through the dialogue of my friend. He's saying, you yeah, know, I just, I just don't want to be in a trade and then take my profit only to see it go even further. Yeah. I'd rather give some of it back. Yeah. I, I think both have been, uh, that's what I need to decide is what's worse. Because I don't think I've, I've come to a point of decision of that the break even is worse than missing out on the run. I actually think the break even for me feels feels worse at the moment. Maybe that's why I need to do what you've said in the in the book around the visualization. Um, now, last question before we wrap up on a dad joke. Um, Are you sure it's the last question? Because I can carry on. Oh, can you? Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I've got no, some more. It's probably a good idea. Cam, if we've been going for two hours, uh, I think then if you have so much you want to ask me, then why don't we do it at another time? Give people an opportunity to watch yeah. this. And if you get 10... If you get 10 clicks, you know that I'm not popular and then you might yeah, want, want to invite you back. me back. <laughs> okay, well, look, let's just exactly. make, we'll make this the last question because we've almost got through all of them anyway. Um, so uh, now you're away from the market, you've got a ho- you're having a holiday obviously there. Uh, how do you, how do you, how, how will your first day back be and how will you be able to get back into the groove? Do you, you know, I know you probably, well, you may come up with the same answer you've just given before, but I mean, have you got any trepidation when you get back after a break? None knowing... whatsoever, because I tell you, I, I haven't told you this. I tell you I'm on holiday, but my mind's not on holiday. Right. I, I, I still, I still wake up in the morning and I lie in bed and I, I imagine, I visualize, I go, well, where, where am I headed? What is it that I want to do? I, I probably work harder than any other human being that I at least know. I don't, I don't know anyone who's worked as hard as, as, as focused on the process as I am. And whilst I'm on holiday, what do you think I did on the flight here? I had a friend of mine sitting next to me, what are you doing? I said, I'm just going through the charts. <laughs> well, what is that chart? Well, it's Dax from 2010. But that's like 12 years ago. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm just going through it. I'm, I'm, and so I've been sitting there, there's the chart, and I got a little white paper, and I'm just looking at one bar at a time. And I'm writing and scribbling away, all right, failure test, failure test, failure retest, go along here. That's just how, just like, my love for the charts and my, my love for the mental aspect of it is what makes me the traitor that I am. And I'll and I, and I tell you and I'll tell anyone who will listen that you can be every bit as good and every bit as profitable as I am, if you acquire that kind of approach, I, I absolutely guarantee you. And so you're saying, well, what, what's the first day back going to be like? Well, it's going to be business as usual. Now it's just like, you, 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 I will look forward to a camera. I'll tell you, I can't hide that. As much as I love holiday, I also love the, the act of trading. Um, my family accuses me of being a, a gamblerholic, but 
gambleholic is not capable of stopping uh, in time and will compound the losses. I am as, as disciplined as they come mm. because I have no one to rely on. I don't have an income from selling seminars or anything like that. I just, you know, I, I eat what I kill. But I also happen to be a side of my personality. I actually really like passing it on to other people because I think it will make a big difference in people's lives to uh, acquire knowledge from someone who walks the walk every single day. Mm. And they in turn, they in turn make me a better trader through the questions you ask. It forces me to, to, um, to make, um, conceptualize and make real what it is is perhaps just spinning around my head as, as, you know, as vague thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a much more profitable. I should be paying people in the Telegram channel to be there. That's the God's honest <laughs> yeah, truth. A, yeah. because, they, because they make me a better trader. Mm. Yeah. You, uh, in terms of your work ethic, work ethic, you are like the Cristiano Ronaldo of the trading world, in, in my I eyes am. anyway. Seriously. Without a doubt, I am the Kobe Bryant. I am yeah. the Cristiano Ronaldo. I am relentless in my pursuit of excellence which I will never get. I will never be excellent. I will always just be mediocre in my own mind. But that's okay. Now, because you answered that question so quickly, I'm going to ask you one last one before we finish out. Sure. Um, so you lost a million dollars without using a stop loss at one point in your career. How on earth did you come back from that? Yeah, that uh, that did take... Uh, it. I had to go back and relive it over and over, unfortunately. It, it wasn't nice. It's like, it's like when you get divorced, you, you go back, what the hell went wrong? And most people will just drown themselves in a bottle and go, oh, it was her fault. No, it was my fault. I was the contributing factor. I made mistakes, and those mistakes I will vow never to repeat. But... Cam, you are, you are the ruler in your kingdom. And you can create any kind of life you want. But one thing you have to remember is that your mind is either your best friend or your worst enemy. And the deciding factor is the things that you dwell on every single day. So as part of me coming back from a big loss, whatever it may be, I think you witnessed me losing 150000 pounds in the morning and then i made 250,000 pounds in the afternoon and and you emotionally deal with that through repetition and every single day i set time aside as part of as my process of being a human being and being a very goal orientated human being but with a focus on the process as opposed to the goal itself i i set time aside every single day to review my kingdom. So where am I? And what do I want to do differently? And can I do better? And, and you know what, Cam? That's really draining. It's, it's, and it, 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 it's, it's draining from the sense of that you are never resting on your laws and you're setting aside time because the bar is constantly set so high. And many people will not want to do that hard work. I just read something about Kobe Bryant this morning in my preparation with talking to you. Did you know that he said, I'm not the best because I was born with an, an ability to play basketball. 
I am the best because I work harder than anybody else. And I just loved that black mamba mentality. Mm. It was all about, I am prepared to do what everyone else is not prepared to do. And why am I doing that? Because it's important to me. Because it means something to live a life with purpose. Because we're not here for a very long time. You're going to get me talking about Eastern philosophy in a second if you're not careful. And we'll talk for another five hours. But, I have a, but I'll have a, a life mentality that is all about that I am not here forever. And I don't want to live with regrets. Mm. And in order to live a life without regrets, I actually be, need to be incredibly vigilant on how I live my life every single day. Mm. And it wasn't always like that, Cam. There was a time many years ago, I would blame everybody else for my misfortune. That's a, that's a part two to come. Perhaps, yeah, that Cam. is a, that is or a great sort of lead in for the next one on Eastern philosophy. Um, now let's wrap up here uh, with a dad joke, and we'll up. finish up the show. So, um, and this is this came from uh, so Peter who set the interview up. Uh, so thank you again, Peter. Said that you like the odd dad joke. Is he right? Is that a, is that a fact? They say about me that I'm one of the best joke tellers in the world. The truth is, and my family is laughing away over there going <laughs> i have the worst jokes in the world they're so bad uh, that and i don't even look i don't even have one prepared because they're generally just so bad if you got one for me that would be great uh, but they, I'll, I'll throw one in there and i mean i don't know if you heard it or not but anyway here it goes so uh, just this morning i said to my wife i said um uh look was i the only one you've been with and she said yeah yeah of course the rest of all be nine and tens boom <laughs> I love it. My jokes, they're, they're much worse. They're like, you know, a horse walks into a barn, the bartender says, hey, why the long face? That, that's the quality of my jokes. They're so bad. Oh, brilliant. Hey, look, um, Tom, thank you very much for coming on. This is probably the first ever episode that's gone more than two hours. So um, that's the first. Hang on. Hey, hang on. Let me thank you. And let me, on behalf of everyone else, thank you for the incredible work you're doing. See, what you're doing is you're spreading knowledge. And it's up to us if you want to act on the knowledge. And I want to say thank you for letting me go all verbal diarrhea on you for two hours. I'm incredibly grateful for giving the opportunity to be able to talk. I don't like doing podcasts talking about charts because like, oh, yeah, double bottom, double top, oh, I yawn because it's not what makes us good traders. So I just want to, I want to, I want to thank you on behalf of everyone else because you're doing a tremendous job and we, and the world needs people like you that spreads information. See, that should be our prime objective with this mm. existence in life is what's the purpose of it? The purpose is to acquire and dispel with knowledge, yeah. give other people the tools so they can go on and be great lives. And you're, you're a great facilitator that so thank you well thank you thank you tom well so do you want to let the guys know how they can get hold of you and the book and the telegram group and all that sort of stuff uh, is this the promotion part yeah this is the promotion part so you all right just, yeah, well they... ladies and gentlemen uh, i happen to have a course i'm selling it will it's the secrets of the trade and if you buy my course you will be a billionaire by the end of the week no <laughs> i do everything for free go to tradertom.com and they knock yourself out. There's tons of free resources. And if you want to trade with me, see me trade live, just, uh, yeah, go to Trader Tom and, and click on live trading and it will, it will tell you how to find me. 
Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Tom for sharing with us today. Everything we discussed here, along with all those links, are in the show notes to find them. Simply search for Tom or Trader Tom uh, in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Hey, folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. All right, folks, there you go. Part two done and dusted. Remember, part three is coming up in a couple of weeks. And if you've got questions for Tom, then chuck them on the YouTube video comment section and I'll ask them in a future interview I'll do with them. So that's coming up. We've got Kyle coming up on the show as well this week, so stay tuned for that. Uh, remember, hit subscribe if you're on YouTube and click the like button and click on that notifications bell and click all and get access to that uh, video so you don't miss it. Other thing, finally, Robot Lab Live. If you are looking to get a robot that could potentially pass a funding challenge and even go on to withdraw from one, then go and check out Robot Lab Live over there on tradingnut.com. All right, folks, thanks for watching and we'll see you in the next one.